welcome back to the IDFK podcast, or if you are new around here, hello and welcome to the IDFK podcast. My name is Christina. I am your host. This is a podcast about literally everything and anything and also nothing at the same time. Um, we've covered a couple of like self-help topics. We've covered some scary stories last week. I really hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, definitely want to dive more into like true crime and scary stories and I'm really just kind of flowing with what I feel every week um, is something that I'm able to talk about or something that I'm particularly feeling about a subject that week. Um, yeah, so thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited about this week, as I am every week, because I kind of am like loving, and not kind of, I am absolutely loving doing this podcast. It's been so much fun for me, and it's been such a good creative outlet that I've really enjoyed. Um, anyways, so this week's topic... Drum roll, please. We are going to be talking about self-love and self-care. And I'm not talking the BS, like, put on a face mask, it's self-love. No, we're getting into it. We are really going to be talking about how it is not easy. Things to do to help yourself. Um, yeah, so let's jump right up into this. So I am going to be really vulnerable this episode and... I just really hope you guys can, like, relate to me, I guess, and just kind of walk this journey with me. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I'm going to give you guys kind of my account of my own journey of self-love and self-care and give you really, like, my backstory on it because I feel like the best way to relate is if I tell you my stuff and then, you know, I hopefully reach the right ears. So um, I... Before we start this, I went to the beach today and I like wrote everything out that I think self-love is and self-care and then I kind of like went over a couple of like Pinterest ideas of like the different ways of self-love and stuff like that. So I'm going to just kind of read you guys like my journal entry. (laughs) This is getting real, real personal and it's making me a little uncomfortable, but I feel like this is like a good one. So uh, yeah, here we go. I feel like we're in a time that's really stressing the importance of self-love, which is awesome. But I feel like the term self-love and self-care are so vague and blanketed over these ideas of face masks and bubble baths when the true face of self-love and self-care are much more intricate than that. It's not just saying the five things that you love about yourself in the mirror every morning. It's also being able to call yourself out on your own toxic traits. And I'm not talking about these annoying Twitter toxic traits like, I love too hard or I care too much. I mean, really getting to the core of who you are and realizing, yeah, you too have shitty traits and either bettering them and owning up to them or owning up to them and realizing why other people might not like you and not complaining about it. So like I said, in this episode, I'm going to be really open and vulnerable, which makes me pretty nervous, as I'm sure you can tell. My heart is kind of racing, (laughs) but I know that I have a unique view and I just really want to share it. So here's my journey. Um, My self-love journey, I think, started in college for sure. It wasn't really until college that I even thought about like the ideas of self-love. So going into college, I was in a long-term relationship that I now realize I put literally all my energy into. It was like one of my main focuses besides school. 
And now looking back, I realize that he was my source for a lot of things like happiness and my own self-worth. And I don't think it was until we broke up that I realized how much of myself I molded to fit into his life rather than molding myself into the person that I actually wanted to be, um, which I feel like is common. I don't know. I feel like with high school relationships, it's hard. And this is just me speaking from my own perspective because... Like, I didn't even know who the hell I was. How was I supposed to be good enough or, like, love myself enough to love somebody else, you know? Anyways, so um, it was after we broke up that I felt super lost and, like, so unsure of who I even was. And I just remember being so eager to, like, jump into another relationship. And now looking back, I'm so glad that I didn't because it was in those years that when I was alone that I really found myself. Um... For me, self-love was such a hard process to start. And I think because for me, I had to really look myself in the mirror and come to terms with like my own flaws before I could even start accepting them and either loving them or learning to change them. For me, this took a lot of drunken nights out and very sad nights in. Um, I mean, everybody's process is different, but I know that for me, this was the first step of just kind of like doing my little wild and out phase, which I think everybody needs. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was definitely, I think looking back, it was the hardest step because you kind of have to, like I said, look at yourself in the mirror and say, these are the things that you are not living up to, or these are your own toxic traits. And like I said, learning to change them or learning, like, that's the reason why certain people don't like you, or these things aren't working out for you and not complaining rather changing those things. So I remember it was after this step that I started to realize my worth more and more, and I definitely realized what I brought to the table, and I realized, yeah, just my own worth, but that part doesn't come by itself either. I think for me, that came a lot with working on my own self and putting all of my energy into myself rather than somebody else. Um, At that time, for me, this meant treating my body a lot better. I threw myself into a solid gym routine and healthier foods. Looking at myself now, I was such a skinny bitch. Like, holy shit, literally all of my energy was going into working out. And it was also because I worked at a gym, but like literally, I just remember being so solid about like what I ate and the workouts that I did. Like, who is she? Because she is not present anymore. (laughs) Anyways, I know that's definitely what I needed at the time was to really focus in my energy on myself. And so for me, that form was just like healthier lifestyle, which is awesome, you know? Um, I also focused in on work and school and trying to set my future up. I think that was really one of the first times that I started to focus on like what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and how I could get myself there and like actually taking school seriously rather than passively like going to class and like kind of fucking up in school. So it was a really good refocusing point. Um, and I just remember becoming obsessed with taking myself to the next level and finding out my own potential as well as like what really made me happy. Um, when I had a clear vision of the person I wanted to be, I worked so hard to become her. And now that was definitely the beginning of my self-love process. So let's fast forward to now. Again, I am not here to preach about how I've like mastered the art of self-love because to be honest, I really think it's a cycle. 
it's never something to be perfected. It has its ups and downs as everything does. But what I will say is that I have become a much better person than I was two, three, four years ago. And I'm definitely still growing and trying to become a better version of myself. Although I do definitely have a better sense of self-love now. I really love the person I've grown into and I love the person I have yet to be because I know my worth. I know what I deserve and I know that I won't settle until I get all the things that I want and I deserve because I know that I deserve them. Um, Opposed to the person I used to be, I won't change for anybody. When I was 18, 19, I was so eager to please others that I would like be whoever somebody else wanted me to be. And again, becoming a person who is like solid within themselves and like very happy within themselves, it's it's a process. Like it's still something that I'm trying to work on every day to not let other people mold this version of me. Rather, I mold myself into somebody I think is like somebody to be looked up to, I guess. Yeah. So that was my little journal entry. I hope you guys um, enjoyed hearing my own account. And again, it is a cycle for sure. Self-love has its ups and downs, but it is so important to really, really not just love yourself, but like know who you are at your core. And there's this quote that I always tell (laughs) my friend Drew, he's going to hate me for calling him out on this. Um, but it's like one of my favorite quotes. It's like, if you, uh, shit, let me go find it. Hold on. Okay, so the quote goes something like this. If you're not happy with being alone, you'll never know if you're choosing somebody over happiness or loneliness. Ooh, bitch. If I could tell 19-year-old me that, oof, she would have had her mind blown. But yeah, like I said, I think a lot of learning about self-love comes with being alone. And like for me, again, my process was kind of falling on my ass and realizing I didn't know who I was at the time and then just kind of starting from square one, like, okay, I don't know who I am. Let's think about who I want to be. Who are the people I look up to? Why do I look up to those people? What traits do I want to have that are going to make me a better person? How do I work towards those traits? You know, how do I set myself up for a better future? It's just really, for me, I love planning and listing things out. And that's just the way that I think I get things done better. So like, For example, the ways that I've been trying to like better myself, I always have like self goal lists, like, and I definitely organize them in like different things like lifestyle, fitness, work, school, everything. And I have different goals for each of these things. And for me, that's just how I keep accountability. And when I think you focus in on yourself and focus in on becoming a better version of yourself is when you start to love yourself so much more and you can be really proud of all the progress that you've like made towards becoming a better person. Hi, this is Christina from editing. I just also wanted to add in, um, when you start to love yourself and like realize all your progress, things start to fall into place for you. Like things will start to come to you when you're open, when you have set goals in mind, all those things start to fall into place. Okay. Resume. Like I said, I love looking back at who I used to be because it makes me really proud of who I am now and the steps that I took to become a better person. Again, not sitting here trying to preach that I'm the best, but I am kind of the best. (laughs) Anyways, I'm just saying like, it's really fucking so cool to just be able to see that you've made progress rather than have like gotten worse, I guess. Anyways, I am going on a tangent. I'm going to talk about now 
this really interesting thing I found on Pinterest. So I found this little thing on Pinterest and it talks about like the six types of self-care and ways to practice them. So we're going to go ahead and go through those. The first one is physical self-care and it says taking care of our bodies is a large component of self-care, but it doesn't have to include a vigorous exercise routine. The key to self-care is it should be something you enjoy and not feel like an obligation. Some ideas, yoga, eating more veggies and fruits, going for a bike ride. Totally agree with this. Definitely love the part where it's like, it doesn't have to be a specific type of workout, but just like getting those endorphins pumping is really good. Definitely takes you out of your own mindset. Um, love that one. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. Number two is emotional self-care. Emotional self-care is about becoming more in tune with our emotions. It's about checking in with yourself, becoming more mindful of your triggers and thinking patterns and finding ways to work through them rather than bottling them up inside. Some ideas, journaling, mindfulness and meditation, being creative, such as expressing your emotions through painting, writing, and cooking. Yeah, definitely agree with that too. For me, a big, 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 big part of like bettering myself has definitely been journaling and meditating. Oh, bitch. Let's talk about meditation for a second. That has been a game changer for me. Um, I've always been very like spiritual since I was little. And I have always been very in tune with my own emotions, um, which is something I like pride myself on. But anyways, definitely meditating has helped me with um, being m mindful more than anything. Like I love to start my days out with meditating because it puts myself in the right place to start off my days better, less sporadically, because a lot of the times, like when I don't start my, my mornings off with a meditation, I'm like all over the place because randomly throughout the day, I'm like, Oh, I have to do this. And then that, I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot about this. And like, blech, like a big shit show. Um, so emotional self-care for sure. Important being more mindful of your own triggers and thinking patterns. Definitely. Um, yeah, like today, just going to the beach and like writing it sounds like such a Emily day shout outs, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing those types of things since like high school where I just would write and like brain dump. And that really, helps me a lot to just kind of like sort out what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it and like either do something about it or kind of let those emotions flow through me and realize that they only have as much power as I allow them to have. So yeah, third thing is spiritual self-care. Spiritual self-care doesn't necessarily have to relate to religion, although it can for some people. Preach. When you practice spiritual self-care, you are nourishing your soul. You are striving for inner peace and you are seeking to find purpose and meaning in life. Some ideas, meditation, spending time in nature, donating to, donating to a charity or cause you believe in. Yeah, I mean that really I think ties in with emotional self-care. For me, those go hand in hand. Meditation helps with my emotional and spiritual self-care. Also, wanted to mention, because I just remembered this, I've been doing for the past, yeah, actually past year, I've been doing these weekly aura cleanses and my friends always laugh at me because they're like, that's bullshit. But I'm like, no, it really helps me. So there's this, um, she's like a energy healer, I think is what it's called. She's an energy healer on Twitter. Let me find her at, and I will tell you guys, cause she's so fucking just on point. Like she's so on point. Her name is Danielle Ioka, I want to say. Her at is Mystic X Lipstick. And yeah, she's an energy healer, astro astrologer. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, she does these like weekly aura cleanses. And like, let me tell you, my 
freaking accounts of like, I think this shit works and like, you guys can think I'm crazy. It's fine. I don't really care. But like the first time I did her cleanse was last February. And on the day that the cleanse set in, I literally had like three amazing things happen to me. I like got, I got a job offer that day. I won a giveaway for for Halo Top ice cream, which is, it sounds so stupid, but like I was so juiced. I never win anything. So that like pumped me up. And then I think I got like some type of money in the mail, like for something random. And I was totally like, I'm, I'm a fucking believer. And, um, I mean, since then thinking of like my own spiritual journey, I've definitely improved because of those. And every week they like set in and I do like my meditations at the same time. And I feel like it's just really grounded me a lot more than what I was last year. I'm definitely more in tune with like my own potential. I'm in tune with the things that make me happiest. I'm more in tune with like my own emotions and my spiritual self and the things that make me happy. And yeah, so for me, that has been a very big component of like my spiritual self-care tangent again. All right, let's get into the next one. So the next one is intellectual self-care. The type of self-care, this type of self-care includes doing something you enjoy that nourishes and challenges your mind. It expands your knowledge. Learning a new skill can be a type of self-care activity in this category. Some ideas, reading a book, learning a new language, watching a documentary on a topic you're interested in. Um, Yeah, that's a cool one. I mean, the only thing I can relate in that category is like podcasts for me because I'm like constantly on the go. I mean, I honestly rarely have time to do any type of like quote unquote fun reading outside of school because I'm like slammed with that. And then like working two jobs and also this podcast, it's really all catched up with me all the work, but yeah, for me, I think podcasts would go into this because when I'm driving, I love to listen to different people talk. And for me, I love learning new things through that because I'm definitely like a visual learner and also like an audio, audio, audio learner. I don't know. We're going to go ahead and call it that. Um, yeah. So learning shit is cool, right? The next one is social self-care. Humans by nature are social beings. This type of self-care may look different for introverts and extroverts because our levels of comfort in social situations differ, but connecting is important to all of us. Some ideas, spending time with loved ones, reconnecting with an old friend, striking up a conversation with somebody at the coffee shop when you pick up your morning coffee. Ooh, girl, I am such a social butterfly. (laughs) Like, I remember being like from the moment I got into school my complaint every year and my mom could vouch me on this my complaint every year was she is like great and all but she's just a social butterfly and like I could literally talk to anybody and anybody like no issues and that's even now like even if I'm just buying a stupid cup of coffee I'll be like oh yeah like find something to talk about because I'm like a chattermouth. um Yeah, so social self-care for me, being an extrovert, is definitely like getting out there, going with friends, but I'm also kind of a homebody at heart, so I love like having people over to just chill and like watch a movie, and like that is totally, takes care of my own social self-care as well. Now the sixth one is sensory self-care. Sensory self-care helps you nourish your senses, sight, smell, touch, sound, which is an effective way of bringing your mind to the present moment and helping you lower your stress levels. Some ideas, burning your favorite scented candle, listening to soothing music, or walking barefoot on the grass. Oof, I'm all into smells. Oh yes. So 
and this is something I actually want to talk about too, or like my self-care night routines. Like when I'm really, I'm trying to kind of center myself. I have like uh, a routine I follow at night, but anyways, I want to do like a whole episode on like my daytime and nighttime of like self-care, but I'll just kind of touch on like the sensory part of it. So at night, my favorite thing to do lately is light my candle and then I'll have like my little twinkling lights on and I've been using this like lavender infused body lotion that has um, some, yeah, like aromatherapy. And then what I want to start using are CBD drops because like I've heard so many people rave about them and I think it would just be like a really cool thing to add into a nighttime routine to help you like sleep better. Um, also have my salt rock, rock lamp, which is freaking insanely amazing and like soothing and calming. Um, so for me, like that's getting into my Zen zone definitely smells for me. So that kind of like wraps up everything I wanted to talk about as far as self-care. I really just wanted to enforce the idea that self-care and self-love is a lot more than just what it seems on social media. Uh, definitely think it's, it's a process. It's a process for everybody. And I just hope that we can all learn our best ways of loving ourselves better because everybody deserves the best. Yeah. Anyways, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Also, another little note, if you guys can do me the grand old favor of going onto iTunes and leaving me a five-star review, or I don't know if you could do it on Spotify or Google Play, but I'm pretty much everywhere now. Um, if you could just go leave me like a good review, please and thank you. Uh, that would be awesome. And if you, oh yeah, another thing, I have not been shouting out my social medias. Um, you can find me personally on social media, on Instagram, at Kappa Christina with a K. Yep. And then if you want to follow the podcast Instagram, it is at IDFK podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Leave me comments of what you want to hear next. If you have any specific things you want me to cover. Also, if I have any friends that want to be guests next week, that would be sickening because I have some like literally three pages full of topics I want to talk about and love to switch it up and have other people on. Yeah, thank you again for listening. Have a great week. I will see you guys next Wednesday.